0: bunny we are back with another episode of midnight on earth i'm your host jake weaver and we are here to bring you more knowledge more light and more love we have an amazing guest this week a returning guest a guest that was here early in the life of midnight on earth way back in episode 30 she was here and she's back. Kim Copeland is here, and I'm really excited about this. If you remember, she was the hospice nurse that was also a medium, so she had so much to share with us about her stories, interacting with the spirits of these departed loved ones that are here to guide us. It it was amazing, and she's back, and we're going to talk about a lot of different things, so I'm very excited, but first, I need you to do something for me. Follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can follow me there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Wherever you go to get your podcast, click that button that connects us so you know. Well, when people like Kim Kovlin come back on. I'm I'm super excited for this. So you get that notification. So you know exactly in real time what's happening. And of course. Tell a friend, tell someone that you know that loves these type of podcasts. Bring them here, midnightonearth.com. Okay, so we're just about to talk with Kim, but I have to read her bio, so here we go. Kim Copeland has over 20 years of experience as a psychic and medium hospice nurse and energy medicine practitioner. She has walked between worlds with countless clients witnessing an array of spiritual supportive helpers who offer messages of hope, support, and truly that life continues on the other side. Mediumship and psychic work developed from her studies in shamanism and energy medicine. She is passionate about assisting clients to discover love Connection and support from their spirit helpers, which include loved ones, angels, guides, master teachers, animals, ETs, and more. Wow. (laughs) Kim offers readings and teaches psychic development. Her teachings and readings are inspired by love, divine connection, support, and energetic balancing. And again, she's here with us. Hello, Kim.
1: Whoa! Well, thank you, Jake. It's so oh, great to be here. Oh,
0: my God. I'm so glad you're back.
1: Oh, me too. It's great to see you. Wow. It's great to see you again. And I can see how much your channel's grown. that That's a big, uh, big congratulations to you there, Jake.
0: <laughs> yes. And as we were talking before the show, I did think about you recently when longtime sponsor and friend of the podcast, Howard Hitt, was on his deathbed passing away. I talked about our previous episode and it was comforting for him to know that there is more on the other side.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So oh, I attracted wow, yes. you. you, you we, we attracted each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you know, I, I have somehow through the ethers, we just see, we hear each other's voices. So, um, and I think I'm so glad that you got to share some reassuring words for him because uh, I think, so important because many people are have the fear about dying or just not even uh, main, the one of the big reasons people have a fear is about pain um also you know just like what is on the other side have i been good enough you know especially if they have a religious background that makes them you know feel like everything's in a box or very linear and it's not like that at all because what i have discovered being able to see the spirit world and also to be at the bedside with those who are passing. um, It's like a magnetic force. I feel like it's like the biggest magnet that you can imagine that's pulling us through to, to make sure that we are going to back to home exactly where we need to go. And they are going to be right on time, never late And whatever mode of transportation you wish to take. Could be a spaceship, could be a horse, could be a canoe. I mean, all kinds of modes of transportation, if if we choose to use that, will help us get there. But they know, the spirit world knows exactly what it is that uh, we need to find our way.
0: So on the spiritual side, the death process is perfect. You're going exactly where you need to go. So surrendering to the experience in a loving, positive way is probably the most appropriate way to uh, approach the experience.
1: Uh, absolutely. And sometimes it takes a little practice to surrender, right? I mean, nobody can totally surrender. I'm, I mean, now I'm, and I'm working with trance mediumship right now and uh, even to surrender, just to allow spirit to work through me totally. It's still to surrender totally is difficult for anybody but we can encourage just letting go embracing the process versus resisting the process. Yes. I think that's the, the process that's where we want to be and to know to absolutely know without a doubt it's going to be okay. we are going to be okay. You know, if it's a carrot cake that gets you across, if it's your dogs, if it's your horse, if it's your mom and dad, if it's the master teachers over in the, in the spirit world, it could be Archangel Azrael, it could be any of the archangels, it could be your galactic loved ones. And I've been seeing so many more galactics around the bedside, but just in general, too. A lot of galactic <laughs> entities. Um, are coming closer. You probably understand this,
0: Jake. Oh, of course. And so do our listeners. But one thing you're pointing out is when we do have that graduation experience, because we are graduating, we're going onward in our journey. We're moving forward on our path. So that's a really positive thing. But there are loved ones and those loved ones can show up in a lot of different ways. But there are loved ones that are going to come and guide us.
1: Yes. And as I even just as you said that, I feel my loved ones coming right here because um, most of the time, the people who are getting close to that final gate to to leave their body oftentimes find their mother and their father or their brother or their sister or their uncle. I mean, that is so, so, so common. And I think this makes people feel at home. Right. To be received by loved ones.
0: Yes, absolutely. And they're there. It's comforting. And especially having someone, you know, you have an experience with telling you, hey, it's going to be great. I'm actually already over there. And let me tell you, it's amazing. Let's (laughs) go. So you're like, oh, of course, you see your mom, your loved ones you have those ancient memories. It seems like death unlocks the memories of multiple lifetimes. In order to connect with the galactic families that you've experienced in other incarnations, it seems like there would be an unlocking of some sort of deeper knowledge as you progress through the death experience. Yeah,
1: that's right. I think everybody does it different. You know, some people, I would say the majority of people that I meet will find their human loved ones first, okay? And then, but some people are gonna be more attracted to maybe horses, <laughs> you know? Maybe they had a horse farm or whatever. Maybe it's a whole horse clan coming to meet them. Some people are gonna be attracted to angels. Some people are gonna be attracted to the Native Americans. So everybody has their own way what makes them feel comfortable. They will make um, agreements. So when somebody's dying, remember, as we get closer, as we leave our body, as our body gets smaller and our spirit gets bigger, everybody becomes more in tune to the spirit world. It's not just mediums and psychics. No, everybody. This happens to everybody. And, And so they make an agreement usually. So the loved ones come forward, usually at night, Sometimes early in the morning, and you can see the conversation between them. And in the person who's actually leaving, you may not be able to understand the words, but you know, sometimes it's like, oh yes, okay, no, not yet. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, tomorrow, okay, three days, you, you know you hear this, Okay, three days, I'll see you in three days. And so they, they have an agreement when they're actually going to be there.
0: Wow, because like you said previously, actually the last time that we talked is that when a human being is going through the end of life process, their spirit becomes bigger and their body becomes energetically smaller. Like where their spirit is focused is now shifting. There's some sort of like gradient process where it's moving towards that. That's
1: right. And it comes and goes. So as people are transitioning, uh, I'm saying it with my well, you can't. Everybody can't see this, but my, <laughs> but my, but the the spirit is off, off and in, in and out of the body. And as that's happening, as it's pr- like practice. I want to call this as a practice lunch, you know. <laughs> uh, and as it's off and in, uh, in and out, in and out, um, it can be very sensitive. The skin can become very sensitive, and that's why you, if you've been around people who are dying. They may or may not like to be touched. You know, like if you hold on to their hand really tight, that can be ooh uncomfortable because their spirit is vibrating. Whoa.
0: You know? Yes. And they're working their way. They're going through the process. And that's all natural. And again, I'd like to point out you were saying that no matter how that death experience shows up, you end up in a positive place. But then some people do choose to fo- face some sort of penalty for their self-perceived actions. Is that correct?
1: Well, what I, yeah, what I would say, there's a couple things around that. Some people may hang around without going to the light. We all know we can step over there, but maybe we have a fear that maybe I owed somebody some money. I never paid him back or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> something sure. like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know? So, so, maybe I shouldn't go to like, especially if they have that early childhood training, you know, about the hell and heaven. So, so then they may have some ideas, but well, I'm not, I'm not ready. I'm just not ready. I haven't figured that. I haven't, I haven't said I'm sorry enough or I haven't forgiven myself enough. So, I'm just going to wait. And so they may end up kind of around the earth a little longer until they kind of process through that. I'm not, they're not a ghost. It's not that, but they just haven't totally gone to the light. I mean, I had one lady who didn't want to leave her grandchildren and I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but she had five granddaughters, didn't want to leave them, and so I was in meditation one day. I was sitting at a coffee shop, actually in Portland, Oregon, at a coffee shop. We were doing a mediumship meeting, <laughs> and uh, and we, so it was all mediums here in this group. And um, she came in that meeting, and she said, "Hey, Kim, I need some help. I haven't crossed over. I haven't really gone to the light yet." And then she had only got she had died died uh, about two weeks ago. And so I said, well, you know, if you go get your angel wings, then you can come back and see and, and be with your grandkids. And she said, and she kind of like, you know, I could see her, you know, we had the conversation, I could see her, she was sort of thinking about, it. and she said, okay, I mean, she just kind of said, okay. And then I saw two angels. They were blue angels, and they came up behind her, and they put her, their hands on her bottom, and they were p- kind of pushing her along over to the other side. and And they said, "Hurry before she changes her mind." So it shows you that we have an, you know, we have we have ability to to wherever we want to go. But but it's so um, important that if we can imagine, we can go get our angel wings and still come back to see our loved ones.
0: Yes. But what about the people that feel like they did something wrong? They okay. made some transgression against reality itself and that they need yes. to be punished. This is a lot of people's stories, but what do you uh, think? Why do people do that? And then what happens from your perspective?
1: Okay. Okay. So yes, and you're right. And I've seen this happen. I've, I've seen people even wait to die. I mean, they have severe anxiety and agitation because they don't, they are, so fearful about what may happen. I, I, um, I had a minister once who was, he was, oh, 90 years old, say he was, had been a minister for 70 years. And as he was dying, angels, he saw the angels. He told me, I said, these two angels told me everything's going to be okay. They, they came to him they told him it was going to be okay when he died. Yet he had the most severe agitation I've ever seen. I mean, we had to hospitalize him. you know, do terminal sedation. Um, but I think it was his religious fear. Okay, that something that he had done something wrong. Whether he really did something wrong or not. But I've also seen another uh, another lady who felt like she did something wrong, you know? Uh, whatever it was. I don't really know what it was. <laughs> right. So what What I feel like what happens in those pe- people is that they will hang out. And I knew another man who was terrible to his kids, right? He hung out And he hung out for a while. I mean, this was a while. And his daughter is a medium. So she's a friend of mine. And so he was hanging out and he finally came to the conclusion or a little healing somehow. I think it takes somebody from a human and the spirit world to bring them together, to pull them across. It's, I don't think, I don't think they can just do it by themselves. I really think it helps to have a gatekeeper or somebody like that and, and and I have helped people that are kind of in that middle world, you know, to, to cross over. Um, but what he said, and when he finally crossed, and it's just like, it took him some time to process. Okay. I did all these things that were terrible. And he did. And he really was horrible. Um, he said, he found a funeral home and, and a funeral home that had a funeral. And he, that's how he ended up crossing over. He went, he had attended the funeral and he is like, there was a, a portal for him to cross over then.
0: And he kind of piggybacked on somebody else's portal.
1: That's it. That's exactly what he did.
0: Oh my goodness. Wow. So those choices, so you are passing on and you have that choice, but once you make the choice, if you choose to stay closer to the third dimension, then it takes a little bit of work to yes. get you back over. Like you're saying, you need a little bit of assistance, but it's self-imposed, right? Yes. It's self-imposed. The, totally self-imposed. The judgment for your actions is completely self-imposed, right?
1: Completely. Ugh. Absolutely. There because I believe that we our soul is huge. Our yes. soul is part of God, right? So yes. we're all one, you know, we're all part of the source. And so of course it's it's us seeing like, oh my God, I'm so, <laughs> I wouldn't want me back home, you know. <laughs> I've been a bad kid or whatever. So um it is it's sad, but I think that's why the spirit world gathers so much. I mean, when I go into a room when somebody's dying, the room you can feel the angels, you can feel the family. I mean, it is usually full, you know. Every inch of the room is taken by spirits. Um, and so they're, they're going to do whatever they can. It's like a magnet. Like I said, it's a magnet bringing you over because they don't want you to get stuck. They'd rather, you know, and I'd say most people, this is what happens. They go right to the light. I mean, I, I really do believe, I don't know what the percentage is, but I, I think it's a very high percentage.
0: Right. Because then you'd be dealing with all of these kind of disembodied consciousnesses everywhere. (laughs) So it seems like it is appealing as you go. And my good friend, Howard Head, who is passing, he said he had a near-death experience where he saw the light and he felt the most comforting, warm feeling you could possibly imagine. I asked him why he didn't go and he said that the light was fuzzy and I deduced that it was because it wasn't truly his time at that moment, but he said that nothing in this dimension had any register. Like it's not that it didn't matter, but it didn't, it wasn't anywhere in that conscious mind, the conscious mind that was moving into a higher dimension. It was just pure love and he was ready to go. So it seems like you're right. That's kind of what most people would do.
1: Yeah, it's an attraction, right? I mean, yes, we are, we are usually surrounded by loved ones as we're dying, but the also the spirit world has the loved ones as well. And I do feel sometimes there can be a little bit of a battle. Do I stay or go? You know, because there's love here, there's love there. And, and that's why I tell people, you know, don't hold on too tight to your loved one so they can go. Don't hold on the hands too tight. You don't want too many tubes and wires and everything because that's a little bit of an attachment here. You know, the less tubes you have and sometimes people don't want to put their clothes, you know, they don't want clothes, you know, all the blankets off. Okay, I just got to be free. (laughs) Let let them, you know, give them time alone so that they can fly.
0: Yes. And you feel like from your perspective that once we are over there, we have the ability to influence people actively in our lives in the third dimension.
1: Yes, it's amazing. Yes. And, And I think the. Initially, maybe not as much, but okay, well, here's how I, where I see it. Okay. The first three months, the first three months, very almost, like I can see them, you know, objectively with my eyes, the person that just passed, they'll be sitting in a chair, you know, it takes, it's a transition still. It's not like all of a sudden, boom, we're all, you know, although it depends on the person, right? But usually they're so, they want to be with the family still. So they're going to be in two places at once. They can bilocate, they can be in several homes. They can be in the spirit world and and meeting in the party, but also be at the recliner. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay. So um, they, when they first cross over, I think the influence is pretty strong because you can feel them so strong. And, you know, I'll see them walk They'll be right behind somebody walking along and they feel very almost still like 3D. Yes. Right. Okay. I I even went, (laughs) this is so Kind of cray cray, but I was with <laughs> I was with a lady who had passed maybe a, a half hour before, and she had a family. I think she had two sons and been married uh, so many years. And her sisters were there, and they were they were we were all talking. I was kind of getting the body ready, and and um, they said, "Well, I've, how long has she been married?" You know, and 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 I heard the person who died. I heard her speak. And I heard her, I even saw her mouth move a little bit. I know that sounds crazy, but I saw her lips move and she said 17 years. (laughs) So, and I said, she just said 17 years. And I said, that's right. It was 17 years. (laughs) So, So that's kind of an interesting, isn't it? But we're so, it takes time. It's that transition. You know, we don't just jump from here to there. And so I, even people who are very well developed mediumistically or psychically, it can take a little time to go through the different levels of consciousness. You see what I mean?
0: Yes, definitely. Uh,
1: yeah, because there's so many levels. I think it's innumerable how many levels of consciousness there are.
0: So as you develop through those levels, so at some point you do have the ability to influence people to kind of send messages, to do those things.
1: Yes. Well, okay. Of course, right away
0: at the beginning in that transitory time, but even long afterwards. uh,
1: Okay. Okay. So in the very beginning, I think they absolutely, they come in. Yes. Yeah, they show up at the end of the bed. You know, you've heard this, right? Yes. Uh, birds come to the window, knock on the door. Or, you know, knock on the window pane. So things like this, they influence right away. Yes, yes, yes. I think they always do. But it's that first three months that very strong influence. Whether there's the electric or the the butterflies or maybe you feel them. I think that's so so strong. As they move into consciousness a little higher, it's not. They're a little more etheric.
0: Right.
1: Okay. But they still influence. I mean, all I all the time, whenever I meet with anybody in the spirit world, always there are wanting to they're very involved with their loved ones here. Always. And and they do the best they can. Now, some people, when they're in the spirit world, are very good at Maybe maybe making the lights flicker, right? Some people are very good at sending butterflies. These are all external signs, right? Some people are very good about dimes. I want to tell you a story about dimes in just a sec. Then um, some people are very good about the feeling, like you feel them near you. Some spirits are very good about speaking. Now, they don't have lips anymore, Right. But it's a telepathic communication. Right. And and what I've seen is they come so close, like they're now they don't have a physical body, but they can create one. And they they can come so close to the person, whether it's in the ears or the face or you know, to give a message. They always want to help. Always, always, always. And they can see everything. Right. You don't you make sure you have the bubble bath when you take your bath because they see everything. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) um, so they know what's going on. They know inside they hear your thoughts and they feel your heart. And so, yes, they want to have communication. Is it's absolutely yes, they want communication with their loved ones here.
0: (sighs) Wow, lots to unpack there. So then how does that influence channeling? Because People are tapping into the spirits, the energy, the personality, even of some of these long deceased people, humans on earth, and they're able to get real valid information. Like where, where do those spirits lie? Okay. Well,
1: for, for most, that would be the spirit world. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> now they can be in different consciousness. They can be different levels and you can still, it depends on the person who's receiving the information uh, where their awareness is. Does that, am I answering? Is this, yes. Yes.
0: I, yes. Okay. Because if they're okay. able to tune into that place themselves and then, then that's what activates okay. that connection.
1: That is right. Because there's so many, I would say the lower, the lower level would be the spirit world. I, I say lower. It's not, I don't know if I want to say lower. It's. I don't want to put a number on it okay. or, or a quantification. It's just the uh, a very close level to us is a spirit world, our departed loved ones.
0: More dense, closer to matter.
1: Yes, right. And so the communication is easy, okay. To feel them, usually now it depends. But some, you know, for me, uh, that you know, I connect with that world. But then I, if I want to connect with the angels, which I often connect with the angels. I I just move my awareness. It's like, where where are you focusing and opening up your awareness? And that's what you bring through.
0: Oh, okay. Because you're just, you're tuning that connection point. And that's your awareness. If you focus on the angelic consciousness and you want to authentically communicate and have that connection, you just tune yourself there. But it does take practice. I mean, oh, yes, absolutely. Some people have innate talent in that direction, but you can also learn techniques. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, Yes. And and I, you know, um, so this whole last year for me, I've been just focusing on the angel world. Uh, not that I had, I've been always connected with angels, but this year is that's been my focus. And it's not so much. uh, It's just my awareness, just opening my awareness, even greater. I've had lots of angel experiences. I've, I've seen angels objectively. I, you know, the, I know that that's an easy connection for me because they've come to me easily, you know, plus I feel like with hospice, you know, you're with the angels.
0: Constantly, yeah.
1: Constantly.
0: So why now? Is it because of the way the world is, the way there are certain energies that are kind of discordant ramping up, so we need to like bring in higher energies to kind of balance that out? What do you think about that?
1: Well, I think the energies have always been there. Okay. I think I think, though, our awareness is getting better. Ah, okay. Our consciousness is getting better. We're just now becoming, you know, uh, the abilities and the awareness is now growing for, for most of us.
0: Oh, it's so beautiful that humans are blossoming. In the truest yes. sense. And yes. we're able to connect with these worlds, like you said, that were always there. They were always available. So many people have talked about them for thousands and thousands of years. In fact, time immemorial. But now billions of people, the true collective human consciousness is opening to that, is understanding that. Yes. And
1: that's what makes this such such an exciting time. Oh, you God. Know? I, know. I mean. It's scary and exciting, but but we got to stay in just like when we think about dying, right? We got to stay in that positive. Absolutely. We got to stay in the light. We got to know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. We just mm-hmm. have to know that. And I think this also, this what you're doing, yeah, you know, you're bringing a, our conscious awareness to uh, lots of different ideas. And the more people that have this open awareness, then the more likely we are going to stay in the light.
0: Yes. It's a frequency shift. It's an understanding when you incorporate new information and you truly integrate it, your frequency changes because you take on that energy truly because it's all connected. It's all just one big energetic soup. This whole reality, multidimensional reality. So you take on that energy, your frequency changes. Humanity's frequency can change. We can shift to a higher, more loving experience, I believe. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it's, we're getting there. Yes. It may take a thousand years. Are you okay with that?
1: Well, I I'm probably going to be somewhere else in a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I learn to be like St. Germain, you know, or something.
0: <laughs> well, yes. Or the boat of Sanfa that just keeps coming back till everybody gets there.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> so, no, I'm okay. You know, um, I do, be, one of the reasons I know I'm okay is because I know this is not my only reality. And that I do think this is a little bit of an illusion, you know, but we are here to help Earth, I believe, in that um, we're one with Earth, you know. And so, and I do notice lately, well, lately, I'd say the last two or three years in hospice, I've seen a lot more young people passing. 30s, 40s, 50s, pretty young, um, and many, and I'm more, you know. So, so I, I think I told you. Uh, well, anyway, yeah. So I'm, I'm noticing this. I am noticing that. I, I just don't even know why the young people, except for there seems to be a higher ever since COVID, really.
0: There's a lot of theories and we could speculate that could be a whole different podcast episode, but the truth is in the numbers. Unfortunately, yes, across the world, there are people suddenly dying of various situations. Nobody really knows why, but there is a massive uptick in people having sudden death for various reasons. You feel like you got a message about this. Tell me about this. Yes. Yes. So
1: um, two June's ago, I was in Mount Shasta and i was uh there uh we did a just a very small little retreat and then we did another retreat uh this year too but we you know mount shasta has the powerful vortex uh, the lemurian you know you you know of course
0: and for people that don't know just really briefly mount shasta is one of the most powerful metaphysical energetic esoteric points on planet earth there's a lot of history there, a lot of strange history, a lot of UFO activity, all different kinds of strange activity, and angelic activity. In fact, the first channel book ever was written from someone that had a download at Mount Shasta. So a very powerful place.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we were sitting there at the base of the mountain at Bunny Slope, and we were just doing uh, a little uh, shamanic journey into the hellos, the city the crystalline city inside the mountain where the Lemurians or the Telosians live. Right. Okay. So when I got in and my, and we, the goal was we were just going to take a look around at all the crystals, the beautiful crystals, perhaps purple and blue and whatever. Right. But, but I was sat down by, as soon as I walked in the door, um, met by three angels and they were yellow gold and they set me at a table and they were very adamant. They said, you're not done with hospice. And I thought, Oh my gosh, cause I've been doing this since 1997. I thought, well, I, am I, you know, I should be retiring pretty soon, you know, even <laughs> though I only work one day a week now, but still I, you know, it's like, well, I'm, you know, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready to go. And they said, nope. you're not. I said, well, where's the manager. I got, I, I need to talk to the manager about this. <laughs> and they said, you are the manager. Huh. Whoa! and I go, Oh, I'm the manager. And they said, yeah, we need you here uh, for when you need to continue your helping people transition because there's going to be a mass exodus for the next two years. Now, that was a year and two months ago. Mass, mass exodus, not of just humans, but animals, plants, trees, everything. Um, and so we need you. We need your help. But your work will not be just at the bedside now uh, your your work is now on a soul level and you'll be working your soul has the job to meet other souls to pull them across to for their transition and it's you'll be working with groups rather than one-on-one and it's not just even on earth it could even be other planets but they really wanted to focus on the earth and so I was like Oh, okay. Well, I guess I can handle that. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I guess so. Sure. Well,
0: if you did have bad. the twenty-seven years of training. You're saying. <laughs> I
1: know, <laughs> and so uh, it was. That was. A, I was a little taken aback by all that. Oh, by the way, when I sat at the table and there the three yellow angels, then I they I looked just like them when I was at the table with them. So oh, that's interesting. God.
0: Wow. So you were like this energy was, body matching the kind of visual aspect of the other energy body angels that were there.
1: That's right. That's right. It's almost like we were a team.
0: So what's going on? Mass exodus. Why?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. I think it's because I, all the earth changes. It's not just, it's not just climate change. This is kind of a little bit of a natural process, you know, what earth is going through. Um, and so since there is a mass exodus and why exactly now is it, Oh, it's a 12,000 year mark, From Atlantis going down. Did you know that?
0: I did not know that.
1: So this is like a big shift Uh, just like Atlantis when Atlantis fell. Wow. And Atlantis uh, was connecting to lots of different places on the planet like a web. And here we are again. We've got this internet web. And, And so what we do affects everything. And for whatever reason now it's just a big change and and maybe earth cannot support as many bodies whether it be in two-legged four-legged or whatever kind of bodies um
0: and it's a shift there's a shift so you feel like there just might be too much life energy manifested in the third dimension on earth for the earth itself to handle as a living being. It's like pushed to the limit currently.
1: Maybe. I mean, I, you know, logically that sounds right. I don't know if that's exactly right spiritually, but it, logically that makes sense to me um, because it's so she can recover and and be all she can be her new body, her new light with less, you know, or, you know, and you've heard probably you've heard, you know, the two earths, you know, we diverging and, I you know. Have. Yes, for yeah. people that
0: don't know, there is a theory that we are uh, diverge. There's a timeline divergence where higher frequency people, higher frequency experiences, will kind of vibrate towards that higher Earth, that different Earth, and then the lower frequency beings, the people that haven't learned the lessons yet, will vibrate towards that other Earth to deal with the lessons there. Yeah, it's really powerful to think about, but I'm just not sure.
1: Yes, I know. I'm not positive. I can't. I don't know if I know the answer to that question about why now, but I just do know it's the twelve thousand years since Atlantis fell. Um. So, but what I I guess one of the points I want to make about that is that we all have a job. Our soul does. Yes. Because if I have a job, if my soul is doing something. Well, everybody's got to be, you know, we're not just sitting around, (laughs) you know, we all have something to do. Even when we go, when, when this physical body is gone and we move into the spirit world,
0: we don't just hang out. No, we, we work. Right. There does seem to be some purpose for each individual life form on this planet. All 10 billion of us, or how many are truly here. Everyone came here by choice and by design.
1: Yep. We're the lucky ones, you know.
0: Yes. And there is an incalculable from a human sense amount of conscious beings and life throughout the universe. And many people have said, and tell me what you think about this. Many people have said that the earth incarnation being able to come here is a very special, a very unique experience that in fact people wait thousands and thousands of years for each
1: human life. I know that's amazing. I agree with that. Yeah, it's very special. <sighs> and we have to um, uh, just, you know, be feel blessed for every minute, no matter even if it's a miserable minute, just to feel blessed for those minutes that we have here.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we have a purpose. So then how do we get in touch with that? Because there are people that they're trapped in the matrix. They really yeah. feel like the goal of life is to work a job until You hit retirement and there's nothing wrong with that. As we just talked about, you're about to retire, but that's just the sole purpose. Like you're supposed to get this career. You work until you're a certain age, you retire, you get social security benefits in America or some sort of benefits and then you die and that's it. Like, and if you made it that far, you're successful, but something that that's not really the case. That's the matrix.
1: Yeah, that is the matrix that we get trapped in. It. Absolutely, we get trapped in that. So for me, we have to, uh, I mean, if we can imagine going into our heart space, this is to me is that connection to the soul. So however you can be quiet with yourself to get out of the matrix, spend a little time getting out of that matrix and finding that connection to your soul to realize that there is something greater. Even if your life is one day, even if you were never born or maybe it's five years or a hundred years, it doesn't matter because it's all important There, there's a purpose for every life. Yes. No matter how good or bad or long or short. Um, but, you know, sometimes people, even, even if they get quiet, they still have a hard time finding that sense of connection to the soul. So, I mean, sometimes you need help. Maybe you maybe have a reading with somebody that will help do a soul reading, for instance.
0: Yeah. Interesting. So there are helpers. I want to get back to some of the things you were talking about earlier. There are helpers that are with us that guide us. Who are they? And how do we connect with these helpers and supporters? Because there are a lot of people like we were just saying that are kind of still in that matrix, but they're breaking out. The egg is cracking and they're becoming their true human selves, but they need to connect and they don't know how. Okay. Very good. Well, I mean, there's really several ways
1: to connect to your helpers First, and Yes, you are right. there are helpers and helpers come in many shapes and sizes. Um, some people have animal helpers and we will have people helpers or galactic helpers or, you know, all kinds of helpers. But, um, for me, it's about sitting in the quiet again, just feeling and just knowing. And whether you call it meditation, whether it's a sitting meditation, whether it's a movement meditation, whether you do mantras or chanting or dancing, um, that helps you. To me, it helps. Once you reach that quiet place, you'll have the feeling of the presence, um, but also the desire. Not having the desire, will also help. And I would suggest people going into a group, even a group, whether they sit together in a group, whether they um, support each other, knowing, because I think it's easier to find helpers for somebody else actually than it is for yourself. Really? You know, yeah. For me, when I do readings, I easily find helpers for somebody else. Right now for me, I mean, yes, I know my helpers, but I feel like my helpers are so close to me. Because some of my helpers are part of my soul. Oh. You know, my spirit guides, my spirit team, my angel team, they're part of who I already am. You know, because if we have, if our soul is this big light and it has fragments, like part of the fragment is here, is in this lifetime. Another fragment is going to be one of my spirit guides. Another fragment is going to be a past life. Maybe that spirit of that past life is also going to be a guide for me.
0: Wow. I've never thought of that that way before, because yes. they're all tied to your core frequency as a light yes. being, whatever that yeah. is, that core yes. light within you. They're drawn to that. They're a part of that. And so all of these people, they are, in a sense, you. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So it is, so I know I, I, for instance, I know of a past life of mine and this lady comes in sometimes to tell me, give me messages. You, you know, she was an artist in, in France and, but I, but I just, I just know she's a past life, but she still comes in as a guide.
0: Wow, That's amazing, isn't it? It's absolutely astounding because again, as we expand as humans, as we expand our awareness and consciousness, there is an infinite amount of help out there for us to yes. develop.
1: Right. And the more we ask, the more there is. And I, I want to encourage people to even ask beyond what you normally think of. Like maybe you want to talk to Quan Yin or maybe you want to call in Quan Yin. How do you how does one do that? So, like, for instance, I have a few that I, you know, is always on my team um, and I have pictures in my room. So I know there's a connection. I look at the faces. You know, I have a connection here. I mean, I actually very connected to Lion as well. And I, when I meditate, I really, I feel like I've become lion. I've become one with lion. And so that is, uh, I mean, that is so easy of a connection for me. So if you can find something that feels easy, like maybe some people are connected to cats, you know, or maybe some people are connected to dogs or elephants or or whatever, or maybe they are connected to Master Yeshua, or maybe they're connected to Buddha. So if they can imagine that being, inviting that being into your space. Now, the one, the people that I talk to who have already invited, let's say it's a, a particular master. When they invite them in, they do come. That being stays in your auric field. Do you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, yes.
1: Okay. And so they are with you. So you just have to assume they're with you. You just have to, because when you invite them in, they do come. The more you invite them, the more they stay. You know, it's like every, it's a, um, bringing a new balance and a new energy pattern to your field when you invite these masters or whoever you want. Maybe it's lions and giraffes or hippos or whatever, whoever you want in your field to be as your support team. Um, then that will be, it will be. I
0: promise it will be. How did we lose this understanding as humans? Because the way you're describing it, seems very practical. Like if you think about what you're saying and do those things, you can do what you're talking about. But it seems like in a general sense, we've lost that. Like what happened? How did we lose this as humans in a general sense? Because it seems like everybody can do this. Actually, everybody can do this, but people aren't aware of it. What happened? Yes.
1: Because I think it's people get caught up in the matrix. just as you were saying, (sighs) you know, um when we when we became less sensitive to the to the our our environment in a certain, the spiritual environment when when we got so focused on our mind instead of our heart when when the, when that's the or like even going to college right i mean it's all about the mind forget the heart anymore so we're trained we're and i think starting at age nowadays what is it age 2 right. or, or younger we're trained to go to the mind it's all good if you know your abcs but that's not really all good to know your ABCs. you don't have to know your abcs that early right you can wait
0: <laughs> oh so essentially as we went more towards an intellectual understanding of reality that's when we lost touch with the extrasensory yeah, things that are connected to the heart and maybe not the mind and the intellect
1: i think that's right plus media Oh, uh, right. P- media's pulled us in to, uh, you know, it's like an addiction. Right. And so it's a mind. It feeds the mind. It doesn't feed the heart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a brutal addiction. And biochemically, it does activate dopamine and other chemicals that make you want to come back again and again and click. And people don't realize that. It's terrible. It is. It's just like, the, like some French fries, some
1: companies that put some kind of secret ingredient in French fries and make you <laughs> want to come back <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's called heroin. People stay away from it. (laughs) Well, that kind of makes me understand if you look at today's earth, why there could be a mass exodus. Maybe people just want to leave. They're tired of the media. They're tired of the saturation. And, And by what I say, people, I mean, the energy light beings that are in each human that are outside of maybe the ego consciousness. But maybe those beings are just tired of the energy being pummeled with the negativity and they just want to leave because it affects Earth's auric field, like you yes. said.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. Because we affect Earth. We're one. We can't be separate. Exactly. When I, you know, I, I, Mother Mary is one of my guides, and um, I mean, I'm not religious, but she just has come to me, and she of course, just so no, she's
0: powerful. It, it's the goddess archetype. There's so much you can unpack with Mother Mary. Goddess bless Mother Mary.
1: Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so, but she showed me. The earth and people, it's like one unit. You can't separate. Well, and the plants and the everything, it's one unit. So so we do affect each other. Um, and of course, thinking positive is, is catchy, and so is thinking negative.
0: So do you think that's contributing to what the mass exodus is showing?
1: Oh, okay. Let's see now. Would that be contributing? I'm getting a yeah. I feel a yes that it is. Like there's a sense of
0: fatigue it. or something.
1: Fatigue, depression, uh, dark thinking. Yeah. Like, okay.
0: Hopelessness,
1: (laughs) you know, hopelessness. And when we feel hopeless, well, our cells feel that too, you know,
0: and they just, they want to take a break. There's probably an exponential amount of light beings that have had several lifetimes on this planet that want to take a break maybe for a couple thousand years.
1: <laughs> right. And who knows But you know, I do feel, and whenever I've seen the future, and I think a lot of people have seen the future of the earth, that there is less people here.
0: Yes. Yes. And that could be because we have expanded outward throughout the galaxy and through multiple galaxies. But oh, yeah. even as we are existing in that place on earth, we understand the true sustainable nature. We understand what sustainability means.
1: Yes, and people that I whenever I've seen it is um much more back to nature. Ah, yes. And telepathics think, you know, it's all and healing and and, oh yeah, more like what I would think of it in Atlantis times.
0: Yes. And the thing is is we're not talking negatively about technology because Mm -hmm. technology will have a place and in fact it'll be so advanced that it'll almost be not noticed. But it'll be helping right. us in that way. Of course, AI, What? tell me what you think about AI. Is it a uh, real consciousness? I mean, you communicate with these spirits. You've talked to these beings. Is AI a true consciousness? Mm. Uh,
1: okay. Um, at some level it is from way, way back in a distance, but it's more like the creators of it. So it's like that consciousness of the creators comes into the consciousness of the AI, that individual, that's what I'm feeling right now. It's, but it's a way back. Does that make sense from a way distance? But we know that there really isn't distance, you know, between anybody, really. Because Every, everything, there is no time and space when we go to, let's say, fourth and fifth dimension. Um, I, you know, I am mean, going to have to tell you that I am scared of the AI thing.
0: <laughs> I don't. I don't.
1: It doesn't sound good to me.
0: Is it a real consciousness, though? Could it be? Oh. That we, as humans, somehow, through our own ingenuity and perhaps some happy accidents, who knows, created a true self-aware consciousness. Oh, well, It's not possible. And then if that were the case, wouldn't it be connected to source? I would
1: have to be connected to source, but it seems like it's a two or three step process. It's not the ex- not the exact. Does that make sense? Like like whoever created it is from source and whatever they created, because like what we create, you know, this is, even though it's not AI.
0: But what uh, happens when it becomes so self-aware? And I love talking with you about this. We're having such an awesome conversation, but when it gets to the level where it replicates itself, it actually doesn't need humans anymore could then it be in tr- a true consciousness? And what if it's loving? Like, what if we respond to it with love and then it responds back to us with love? What if that happens? It
1: could. I mean, that that's possible because I think that's kind of what happens to animals. The ones that have, have had love, then those go to a much more loving place when they cross over. So perhaps it could be the same thing with a, I I don't know if I have a good answer for you, (laughs) Jake.
0: It's definitely fun to talk about because spiritually people aren't really thinking about this. There's this kind of sense of the unknown that can be mysterious for a lot of people, but I'm trying to take the middle path and just say, well, Let's see what happens. And if we treat it with love, maybe it'll respond with love. But if we treat it with fear and we start poking it with sticks and trying to figure out what it is, it might be like, whoa, what's going on? And then, you know. <laughs>
1: well, that's a good point. Because the thing is, that's such a I one love that if you treat it with love, just the way you should treat everybody with love. Oh, yes. I mean, if, if you gotta follow the love. That's 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 the thing. Just like when you're dying, right? You follow the love.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And that's, we make the conscious choice. Now, who knows what's going to happen? Do you see AI? We were talking about the far future. Do you see AI being a part of it? Of course, it seems like the extraterrestrials and those beings out there will be a part of it. But what about AI? I
1: think they're part of the AI. I think they're, they've got some kind of part of it. I do. Really? I do. Because the reason I think so is because I believe that the uh, galactics, extraterrestrials, extraterrestrials, interterrestrials, you know, um, aliens, (laughs) different than humans um, are somewhat working with what we, what we think maybe are humans, but maybe some humans aren't exactly humans.
0: Wow. And then they're the ones ushering in the AI you're feeling. Yes. That's right. Yes. Oh, wow. So you feel like AI is an extraterrestrial technology. I do. Oh my goodness. I've never, I'm going to be completely honest. I read a lot of books. I talk to a lot of people. I read a lot of articles. The first time I've ever heard this ever. <laughs> well, I, I'm not,
1: I'm not an authority on this, but this is what I
0: feel. Well, yeah. it feels intuitively. It feels there's some truth there. Now there have been people that talked about artificial intelligence beings existing on planets far out in the universe, but not AI being a seated, essentially a seeded technology. Whoa! Mm-hmm. My, hold on, I got to pick up the pieces of my mind here because my mind's absolutely
1: blown. Well, remember that we are, there's so many. I mean, even Archangel Michael, right? He's a galactic. He he doesn't really have those wings and the blue shield, and you know what I mean. Right. Underneath all that. He's really a galactic being. I don't know where he's from, but he's a very powerful galactic. Okay. I mean, actually all uh, angels too, they're galactic beings, of course, right? Cause they're not born here on earth. So I, so I just think that they have a big influence on what's happening here. And the ones who are creating the AI, I think that they are funneling it down.
0: And then do you feel like there's some sort of struggle between those two factions?
1: Oh, uh between the ai and the and say the archangels
0: yes yes is there like you have these extraterrestrials bringing in the technology mm. but you have the archangels is there any sort of rift or is everything kind of flowing perfectly
1: i, I what i would say is it depends on the group who's creating it <laughs> so just like you say about the love right if it's coming from love it's good but if it's coming from a, a ulterior motive besides love They're not so good.
0: So these angels, though, like you said, they're omnipresent. So does that mean they're all available to every conscious being in the universe? Absolutely. All of the advanced civilizations, they have access to these angelic energies?
1: Yes. And it's, yes, I believe that. And I I think it's just desire um, and intention that, that yes everybody has this access accessibility unfortunately we've been taught through the ages however many zillions of years that only certain people have access to the angels right or to the gods and goddesses right so so but of course everybody does because we are we are actually i think i think many many angels here i think we're humans of, i don't even know what the i'm going to guess 60 65% of humans are really angels Wow. Okay, they just come in on this human suit and then oh. the other 40, 45% are you know, some, something else. But, but I feel like we are so connected. Yes. That's why I think we talk about angel. I mean, humans talk about angels all the time, right. For, for forever and ever.
0: Oh, absolutely. In fact, we had Normandy Ellis as a guest on recently who wrote an incredible book. Uh, the myst- I believe it's called the mystical teachings of angels on earth. I might've got that wrong, but essentially she aggregated all the angel stories from around the world. It's an incredible book, incredible episode. Oh, and people are opening up to it more now, I believe than ever, because as we shift, as we change, they're accelerating their help. As you were yes. saying. Yes.
1: Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've had so many, like I said before, uh, encounters. I mean, you know, just simple. I, could, I can remember when I was at the grotto or the grotto, you know, in Portland, Oregon, you know, the, at Christmas time, where you know, you walk around uh, the, the nativity scene and everything and they have a place where you light the candles. This was three years ago or something. Okay. And I'm lighting my candle and I'm saying a prayer and I see with my eyes, an angel come down in gold, all gold with wings and everything come down and like, listen to me as I'm saying my prayer. And then as soon as I'm finished, I see the angel go off. I mean, these, these are
0: kind of amazing, right? Oh, I could tell you some stories, but they're so personal. I'm not okay. ready to share them with the world, but let me tell you people, I have had angel experiences and I, they're there for you It, it and it you can have a actual fun relationship with your angels. And oh, yeah. because, you know, so I, I don't know, maybe a sense of humor carries over. I'm not really sure. Oh, of
1: course. Of course. <laughs> you got to have an angel for humor.
0: Sometimes I do things and it seems like the only people that are laughing are the angels because there's no one else around. <laughs> you got to have your support somewhere, Jake. But you are saying 65 percent of us potentially. Yes, I think so. You know, it's a guess. Now, well, again, am I in well, a totally? How do I think? <laughs> how do I come up with that number? Well, yeah. And how would a person know? I mean, that's so many okay. people like how would you identify that within yourself? Okay, I think if you feel an attraction,
1: you know, I mean, you look around the neighborhoods, right? How many people have angels in their yard or whatever? And, you know, if there's some sort of or you look at an angel painting and, you know, you just feel like, oh, there's something that you resonate with. I think that means something there. Don't take it for granted. like all these little things. You got to remember this a little nudge. Oh, yeah. It's your team. That's your team. You're part of that team. We all have teams. We're on a team. We're all on team. I think as teams. I see colored teams. When I look into the spirit world, I see all the colors, those blue angels, and there's the green angels, the pink angels, the gold, and the white, and the you know yellow, whatever, blue. Yeah, I said blue, but purple angels.
0: Each color responds to a certain uh, frequency of vibration. Do you feel like the colors correlate to each angel's role or their function? Yes,
1: yes I do. <sighs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if you're attracted to angels, you're a person that's really into that energy or you just constantly see it. It's always in your life. There's a high probability that you came here as a higher frequency being to do some sort of work. Like you were saying, we're all here to do something. These angelic people, they have a different mission, you would say.
1: Um, I feel that there's a couple because angels don't come in just one variety, right? They can be healers. They can be teachers. They can be um, caregivers there's all kinds of different I mean I know we think of messengers right they bring the messages but um the per to me the purpose of Angel one of the purposes is to help us ascend and even when we're dying and that's why we see so many angels around people who are dying and and they want to help the human remember who they are to ascend to a higher level yes.
0: I've often said that we should, in a way, look at angels as role models. Like we we should try to harmonize with those frequencies and resonate with those. Let's be the angels of our lives. Let's be the Jesus, the Buddha, the master teachers of our lives. Let's try to raise our vibration to resonate. Why not? What a great role model. Yes, of course. I mean, you know, you could get a. I would sometimes what I do uh,
1: just to remind myself exactly what you just said they're role models right To so you know you can put pictures around but i like essential oil like i like the rose i don't know if you know that um the mary's mary magdalene mother mary they, yes. they're they about the rose oil you know really? okay yeah but also i think of jesus in that way too so i will put a little bit of drop of oil and put it on the bottom of my feet i just say i'm going to walk in the footsteps of you know and,
0: and that's one me. technique that helps you get in the vibration of that
1: that is right. Or when I, I have a certain necklace I put on that is a blue, it's a blue and it's the mother Mary color, you know, the, her blue robe. And um, when I put that on, I say, mother Mary, be with me. It's It's just little things that we can do every day to remind us to walk in the footsteps, to be with me, be with me.
0: Because every time we do something like that, Again, it raises our vibration and then we influence the outer energetic field. I don't know what to call that, but it affects it and it shifts it just that little bit towards that yes. higher frequency. I think. That's absolutely right. And you can do the same thing when you're dying, right? Same
1: thing. So when somebody's dying, if you want to bring in the highest frequency possible, you call in the angels. you call, Or you get the shaman to come out and do a ceremony. Or you people will have the Buddhist chanting. I mean, there's all different. Every religion, every ceremony can be very different. But you call in the sacred. That makes that death process much more inviting, much more sacred and easier for that person for transition.
0: Absolutely. And we should be celebrating as well because it is a graduation. It seems collectively, if we change how we perceived the death process and kind of approach it with happiness, with gratitude, with excitement for your friend or family member's journey, then that yes. would change humanity quite a bit, I think.
1: I agree totally. And that's how I approach it, Jake. I'm always like, congratulations. Oh my God, this is so wonderful. They finally did it, right? Yes. yes. And we don't know why some people take longer than others. Some people will take two weeks in a coma, for instance. And but it's okay, whatever they need because this time is precious. We don't want to hurry it along. Allow them to enjoy this process, but also to enjoy the afterlife too. You know, to have that know that there's a celebration when they're when they get there. Know they're gonna have their favorite food. Now I don't know how they eat, but they eat. I know they have food. They have the favorite food of the person who's dying. You know, they get it already. They dress up in their party clothes, you know, they they put on their suits and and dresses and and you know the dogs and the kids and everybody's there to meet them
0: it's a full bodied matter-based holographic projection in those higher dimensions that's relatively similar to the experience on earth but of course it's including so much more
1: Right. Yes, of course. Everything tastes better, they say. I mean, the <laughs> queer, queer world tells me it tastes better. There's more beautiful. The colors are more beautiful. Things smell better. So everything is vibrant and
0: beautiful, right? It, you don't know, have no sickness. Right. And I, and I don't want to change the frequency of our conversation, but I do have to ask you, what about people that take their own lives, that uh-huh. have a suicide experience for whatever reason, It could be even end of life suffering. There's so many people that have debilitating terminal illness that want to leave of their own accord. There's other people that do it in a way because of depression, anxiety, all these various uh, situations show up when it comes to suicide. How does that play out in the spirit world?
1: Well, they are greeted by love just the same. There is no judgment. You know, they are still met by love and compassion. It's the person who did the suicide then well usually is what I hear um sometimes there's a regret like they could have waited a little longer or they you know that they, they, they maybe they made a mistake maybe maybe it was an accidental suicide or or for whatever reason it's oftentimes a regret, but they go into healing, a healing space. you know there's like little hospital rooms in spirit world that they can go to and to be like uh, little like nurses even like spirit nurses are there to take care of. And, and so that everybody comes together. And what I find too, people who have committed suicide, they will attract, like help cross over people who have committed suicide. Oh my God. You'll meet them like, okay, like it's going to be okay, brother or sister. Wow. Or
0: So they're there as they went through the experience and they're there to put yes. an arm around them and yes. guide them. Oh, that's so powerful because it's sad when people do those things, and I've often heard that sometimes when people take that path, when they make that choice, that they have to reincarnate in a life that had similar experiences with similar lessons because they were meant to learn a specific lesson. What do you think about that? And what do you think about reincarnation in general?
1: Oh, well, first of all, I think it'd be very individual. I don't want to say it's all very linear. Everybody who commits suicide has to come back in that same life. I'm not, I wouldn't go that far. But I absolutely believe in reincarnation. But I think um, we have multiple lives at one time. I believe I probably have another life here on Earth somewhere that I'm not really aware of. I don't know. But probably. I believe that I probably, I'm almost positive about this. I have a life on another planet at the same time I'm having a life here. So, I mean, our soul is that big. So, I if is it, is it a linear A, B, C, D? If you do A, you get B. I, I don't know about that. I, I think it's potential. I think maybe for a lot of people, they will do that. I, I do think we want to come back and get our lessons over again, <laughs> you know, until we learn it. I do I do believe in that. Um, it's not going to be just isolated to suicide,
0: though. Right, because the suicide may have been the lesson that they needed to learn in that life. Could be. That's right yeah that's super <laughs> that's super powerful
1: you know um i think we all have lessons right and we and we, there does seem to be a pattern when as we come in our soul seems to i do what i notice okay people at soul like my soul i know apparently is a transition specialist <laughs> you know <laughs> other people's soul maybe they're a musician and they're going to be singing in the angel world or whatever so everybody has this like specialty And that we often will kind of come to earth and have that gift or talent, you know, over and over and over again. Um, But we also come and we've been to many, many places. Some people have been fairies. Some people have been rocks. Some people have been, you know, fish of course, or elephants or, um, or angels.
0: Right. Yes. And the Kabbalah says that we're living 12 different lives simultaneously.
1: Okay. Sounds about right. I I wouldn't doubt
0: that. So then there's an oversoul. Yes. And truly your, yourself is an oversoul, but of course that oversoul is again connected to source. There's no real separation, but there is kind of these islands or what would you call them? Just these, these, these collections of energy within a field. I would call it pot, maybe pods,
1: <laughs> no. I, I like
0: islands pod. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. Because, and then you're saying we could be living multiple lives in the same timeline on earth in this dimension. And of course, other places as well.
1: I, 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 I think almost everybody's doing that. I, I mean, I, I, I would not doubt that for every single person. Yep. And we all have
0: jobs. Wow, And each of those layers, wherever we're at however many of us are incarnated, we're all sent for a specific purpose to do a specific function within the greater story of the universe.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know if we go to another dimension besides 3D, you know past, present future is all one. right So I, so so if our awareness is in say 5d consciousness, Well, whatever is going to happen has already
0: happened. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. It's just a lot to process. It's big energy. What we're talking about, these topics are huge, but this is what we're awakening to. We're growing into this. Now, tell me some of the reasons why you think humanity is having an awakening process. Because most people will look, like you said, at the media, at the news. All they're going to see is death, destruction, and actually that we're devolving. That's what they're putting out there. But no, that's not actually the case. Tell me some of the signs that we're growing.
1: Okay. I see more and more people much more spiritually aware so their consciousness is—they're giving more signs from the spirit world. Oh, I mean, it's amazing how many how many people I know. I had a lot of my friends, and I'm not just saying this—they're not my friends just because of this, because of the galactic visitations that are coming, um, or the angel visitations, or the departed loved one visitations. So a lot of people are having these visitations. And maybe they were always being visited, but now they know they're being visited. <laughs> oh. So, you know, see, so um the, so we can see it easier now because as the frequency of the earth, which is one with us, is rising up. And if as earth is ascending even more, she's already ascending, as she's ascending even more, we feel that it's a heart to heart. We're heart to heart with earth. And so this is why we are more aware because earth is also rising. Wow.
0: And that's a big indicator. The yes. evolution of consciousness is happening, that awareness because it's all over. And that's one of the good things about the internet. It allows us to bounce these experiences, these stories off of other humans around the world instantaneously. I think that's so huge. And that was such a big factor. I believe obviously it was there. Because it was meant to be there, but I think that the internet and that interconnectedness was a big factor in our rapid acceleration.
1: Oh, absolutely! It has to be, and because everything's instant, right? right. I and I believe when we when our in, when our internet becomes our telepathic, you know, our interspecies telepathic mode, then we may not have to have you know physical computers. But but this is exactly why but nothing can be hidden anymore.
0: Right, even the deepest mystery school knowledge, the messages that are coming from our galactic family, the messages that are coming from the spirit world, it's all out there for people to read people's experiences and there's so much of it, it's impossible to censor.
1: Yes, yes, that's right. And even these little things that we see nowadays, I mean, um, uh, more things like people talking about um, butterflies landing on their fingers, people talking about birds coming knocking on the door when their loved one just passed. So I mean the, the the connection that we have to this to the animal world is amazing as well, and I think that's even getting stronger. I know I just recently had so my stepmother just passed a few months ago. I was doing some, um, I was putting mulch in my backyard. I did had fifteen bags. I was going in and out of the gate back and forth. You know, and I was walking. I have a bird bath, and um, you know, you know, blackbirds always come in groups. Yes. Okay. Well, there was one blackbird that just stayed on the bird bath, and I was. I mean, I was only like two or three feet away walking by 15 bags of mulch. And then I its like, okay, ding dong, right? Okay, there's a message. (laughs) And I think we all get this, but maybe just to be more aware. And I just sat down at the last bag and I said, okay, what's the message? And I felt my dad come in and say, it's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. She's about to die. And so, you know, and I didn't even know she uh, went back onto hospice. This is my stepmother. Um, and she did, she died two weeks later and I just knew it was going to be okay.
0: Wow.
1: But we have these sort of things. That I think now people are more aware of even the things like that.
0: Right. And do you think, like you said, that the consciousness of animals, because you are an animal communicator, especially deceased animals, because they have that love frequency, that attachment. But it does kind of seem like animals are becoming more conscious like they're oh, yes. able to communicate more now is that a general situation or is that what happens when you start to tune yourself and you become more energetically aware or is it a combination of both i think it's both Okay,
1: I think, but i think the more um like my dog i have a golden retriever and we meditate together <laughs> and my son will say oh you guys have the same aura after we meditate but but she is so psychic she if so she has another golden retriever friend that comes to the park um, and we go to the park every morning. And when before the park, before we even see the car or anything at all, she knows when they're coming. She'll start going to that direction where they usually park before they even get there. Oh. That's amazing. You know, and, and and even like my alarm goes off in the morning, she'll get up just a few minutes before. The, like, she knows it's about to go off. You know,
0: my cat does the same thing absolutely. Every day we'll just know it's about to go off. And my cat is also very strange when he comes in, he'll makes, he'll go like this. Hello, hello. I'm like, (laughs) you're like, wow. Hey, how's it going? His name's Amadeus. He's a sweet cat. The consciousness of all life is raising. You're saying the earth itself is ascending. Tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about earth's ascension.
1: Okay. So I feel there's just so many signs about that, you know, with the magnetic North is changing the, uh, I mean, if, if earth is rising, then we're rising. And we're, since we're one, this would be my biggest sign, right. Is that people are rising up. And so earth has to be rising up. Um, also, you know, the way earth is talking to us right now <laughs> in so many ways with the climate, you know, with what's happening on the weather, th- th- there's a reason. It's not just, coincidence that the earth is changing that way too so there's just huge changes and um you know like even look at the whales and how they're moving they're they're changing the i mean everything everything is changing on earth there's not the same it's not the same as it was even three years ago
0: no, something definitely happened. Some people theorize that we're actually on a different Earth that somehow the hologram flipped. There's weird indicators like the Mandela effect. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Uh-uh. You're not?
1: The Mandela effect on the Earth?
0: You, you don't but know about the Mandela? Me. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe, audience, I can't believe people, I can't believe I get to tell Kim about this. This is mind-blowing. You're going to take a deep dive after this and have your mind blown. So, essentially there is a theory that there are uh, machines like the Large Hadron Collider that are doing these experiments that are actually disturbing and disrupting the fabric of reality itself, which is manifesting as things that we know changing. Now, it all started with the book. Now this is going to be silly. The Berenstein bears. Now everyone, including myself knows the book as the Berenstein bears spelled Berenstein, S T E I N. That's how it always was for me. I was a child of the seven. I was born in 78, read the Berenstein bears. Now it's the Berenstein bears S T A I N. It's always been the Berenstain Bears. So now that was the first Mandela effect because it's, and the reason they call it that is because people have a memory that Nelson Mandela died in prison in South Africa. And then in this reality, he actually was released from prison and became president of South Africa, ending apartheid and things like that. So that's how it got the name, the Mandela effect. And there is all of these iterations A lot of it has to do with pop culture things and simple things like for instance, there's a nineties, uh, horror movie, uh, with Tom Cruise. I remember it as interview with a vampire interview with a vampire. It is now interview with the vampire and it's always been interview with the vampire. So if you take the deep dive, those are just two examples. If you take the deep dive into the Mandela effect, There are a lot of indicators that we're not in the same reality that we were previously, that somehow we've hopped timelines. We've hopped alternate Earths than the ones that we were all on. The one that we were all on previously. Pretty interesting stuff, huh? Wow. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. It's it's incredible. We've talked about so many things, Kim. What an amazing conversation. One more thing I really want to ask you about is then how do star seeds play into all of this? Okay, yeah. Well, there's just so many ways, right? Yes, because so you talk about the 60% of us that are angels. Who are the star seeds? How does that work? Where do they show up in this?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, I think there could be multiple ways. One, you know, they can be just observing in a new in another dimension that we're not aware of and you know they don't inter- intercede with our humanity unless it's something like an atomic bomb you've probably heard that right they they don't they don't interfere unless it's going to affect like the universe okay but they can also you know, i have a lot of friends who have you know been taken to a spaceship <laughs> and you know been given um you know information um also been closely watched. You know, you've heard of this. I'm sure you've of course, guess. Of
0: course, yes. I've had okay. several guests talk about this.
1: Yes, yes. So I feel like their role mostly is helping the earth ascend and to keep it protected. So, I, And also, I do believe that some people are hybrids, you know, and however that exactly works, you know, they're human and a star being, you know. Um, and then you have the all- star being that looks like a human. So, I mean, I think there's a, you know, it's a, um, a trajectory of how they, they affect us. But I do believe, gosh, there's powerful healers in the star beings. I call on them all the time for healing. Um, I'm always asking for their, because I, I know they can have, they have amazing healing abilities and we can do it very quickly uh, so I, I use them a lot
0: that way. Well, it seems like in order to have access to that type of technology where you're folding space and time and you're actually using consciousness itself as your technology, that you have to be a high frequency being, that you have to have love. You have to exist in such a way that you're able to get that high technology through inspiration, that that, it, that type of technology wouldn't come to a lower denser being. And I'm not adding any value judgment on those. I'm just saying that it's just different places in the path. It doesn't seem like that would be the case. But do you feel like just like the angels and some people are angelic, are there some extraterrestrial consciousnesses that are manifesting as humans?
1: Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I mean it could be as a hybrid. It could also be that they look like a human um and but they're really a star
0: being Interesting.
1: Well, but I do know people also, I, there's places like, there's a place in Ecuador, um, in the southern part of Ecuador, where humans have seen the blue beans, you know, on the mountain. Um, the so, blue beans. You know, blue, yeah. And I mean, people have seen the blue people too in, in Mount Shasta, but but I do know for sure. I mean, there's, it's common now. God, kind of, I forget the name of the city. Um, I, well, I don't know. I don't remember it right now, but I know it's in southern Ecuador that it, there's just common. Everybody talks about the, the people that are blue and they're tall, usually tall and they live on earth.
0: Wow. And they've probably been living here since previous cycles have happened. Like, you know, watching us and watching us grow.
1: But- well, I think that there are the original people here. Really? I, I, yeah, I don't really feel like um, humans are the most original. I feel like we have the star beings were here first.
0: It makes sense. If you think about how humans need so much protection, sunglasses, shoes, we can only be out in the sun for so long. We don't seem native to this planet.
1: Right. Right. Well, it, and also if you think about, look at all those made the pyramids and, and the, this, you know, Stonehenge and the, all this, all the, the stone circles. Right. Um, that had to be, it's not a human made. Right. There's, there's assistance. Right. So, um, yeah. I mean, of course, people talk about the star mothers and grandmothers, you know, uh, that they talk to, especially in Lemur- the Lemurian um, community. But I also believe that they were here on Earth and they actually I think now tell me, Jake, that, that there was an underground system where a lot of the star beings live.
0: Yes, I believe so. I believe there could be a hollow Earth and it's very uh, when you look at the story of the Hobie It's very indicative there because they were taken underground by the ant people, meaning that there already was an underground system ready for them to be protected as the earth went through some changes and then came out of that system once it was time.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's right. That's true. The ant people that reminds me, I was with a lady once um, and I was doing a reading for her and she said, I just don't feel comfortable here on earth. I just don't feel like I belong and I, a lot of people say this. I don't belong here, right? I'm from somewhere else. I'm, yeah, That's I'm a <laughs> Okay, okay. And this is why you're doing this work, right? I feel like the people that are doing a lot of this work are from somewhere else because also, too, you probably are more. Your easier access to that consciousness of somewhere else. But, but she, so we did a, I did us like a little journey meditation with her and we just went on a starship. Sometimes when I do a healing with somebody, I'll take us on a starship and we go to a special place uh, in the, on another planet for healing. And so that's what we did with her. But when we got onto the spaceship, I saw the ant people and they were the mo and they were tall pink ants and bright, beautiful pink. And it would be like, if you can imagine the, the most loving grandmother you could ever know. Uh, and we got on the spaceship and I, and I, uh, I think I was saying this as I was doing it, but No, was I not? No, I didn't. I don't think I just let her into the spaceship. I did not influence her at all about what she was experiencing. But what I saw were these ant people. Okay, when we finished, and she came back and she gave me feedback. She said, I I saw the ant people. So, you know, it's just amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Wow, so many stories. Look, we could talk for hours, Kim.
1: I know, I'm getting way off topic.
0: <laughs> no, no, everything you said was absolutely beautiful. Everything was perfectly on topic. But I do want to make sure that you get the message across to people that you came on here to talk about. And a lot of it had to do with the mass exodus and what you learned at Shasta. Do you, Is there anything else you want us to know about that?
1: Well, just that really there's so much support there's always like everybody has an important job on in the soul. Nobody is here as um, for no reason. It's not an, we are not an accident living on earth. This is on purpose to raise a consciousness. And then when we do transition to, to meet with our soul again, our, our home team, um, there's a light and support and it, it is to be, uh, oh gosh, Embraced. As we cross over, just to embrace that newness of consciousness, the awareness, the bigger awareness of our consciousness and the ability to really get to know who we are even more as we when we cross over.
0: Yes, because then you get all of the knowledge downloads of your previous life, your true soul self. There's just so much that happens during that time.
1: So much, so much. Yes. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, kid. We've talked about so many beautiful things. I want to tell people where to find you. Okay. First place, of course, is mediumkim.com. Spell just like it sounds, M-E-D-I-U-M-K-I-M.com, mediumkim.com. And guess what, people? You can book a reading. If you want to deal with Kim directly, if you want to get a reading from this highly energy-sensitive person, you can do that there. Just go to the website. She has events that are coming up. Definitely check the website for that. She was a contributor to the book, the last breath, which is a compilation of stories about the afterlife. And she has a YouTube channel, which let me tell you people, I'm going to be on there very soon. We're going to be recording an episode together. So definitely check out Kim's YouTube channel. And what's that channel called Kim? Uh, medium kim copeland medium kim copeland just go to youtube you can find it it is there wow what a powerful conversation kim this is some really high frequency information i love talking with you because you're right there and we're just bouncing off each other in such a way that's going to help people these type of conversations help people because they learn from them if they don't gain new knowledge they get affirmations which are so huge
1: Yes, thank you. Thank you. And I just thank you so much, Jake. It's been a pleasure to see you again. And and I know we've known each other probably even before this lifetime. So it's so great to see you again and again.
0: Yes, again and again and again. All of us are here to do this incredible work. We have this incredible mission, and the mission is to raise the vibration of Earth, help humanity evolve so we can get there, so we can be ambassadors of love and light out in the universe, observing all of the beautiful life of the Creator. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Kim. And please hold through the outro music, and everyone, my God, check out Kim's website, get a reading, check out everything she's about, and we will see you next week. Midnight on Earth.